Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Law School of America. An easement is a non-possessory right to use and or enter onto the real property of another without possessing it. It is best typified in the right-of-way which one landowner, a, may enjoy over the land of another, b, an easement is a property right and type of incorporeal property in itself at common law in most jurisdictions. An easement is similar to real covenants and equitable servitudes. In the United States, the restatement, third, of property takes steps to merge these concepts as servitudes. Easements are helpful for providing access across two or more pieces of property, allowing individuals to access other properties or a resource, for example to fish in a privately owned pond or to have access to a public beach. The rights of an easement holder vary substantially among jurisdictions. Types Historically, common law courts would enforce only four types of easement. Right-of-way, easements-of-way. Easements of support, pertaining to excavations. Easements of light and air, and rights pertaining to artificial waterways. Courts now recognize more varieties of easements, but these original categories still form the foundation of easement law. Affirmative and negative easements. An affirmative easement is the right to use another property for a specific purpose while a negative easement is the right to prevent another from performing an otherwise lawful activity on their own property. For example, an affirmative easement might allow landowner A to drive their cattle over the land of B. A has an affirmative easement from B. Conversely, a negative easement might restrict landowner A from putting up a wall of trees that would block the adjacent landowner B's mountain view. A is subject to a negative easement from B. Dominant and servient estate. As defined by Evershed M.R. in Re Ellenborough Park, an easement requires the existence of at least two pieces of land. The land with the benefit of the easement is the dominant estate or dominant tenement, while the land burdened by the easement is the servient estate or servient tenement. For example, the owner of Parcel A holds an easement to use a driveway on Parcel B to gain access to A's house. Here, Parcel A is the dominant estate, receiving the benefit, and Parcel B is the servient estate, granting the benefit or suffering the burden. Public and Private Easements A private easement is held by private individuals or entities. A public easement grants an easement to the public, for example, to allow public access over a parcel owned by an individual. A pertinent and engross easements in the U.S., an easement appurtenant is one that benefits the dominant estate and runs with the land and so generally transfers automatically when the dominant estate is transferred. An appurtenant easement allows property owners to access land that is only accessible through a neighbor's land. Conversely, an easement in gross benefits an individual or a legal entity, rather than a dominant estate. The easement can be for a personal use, for example, an easement to use a boat ramp or a commercial use, for example, an easement to a railroad company to cross property to build and maintain a rail line. Historically, an easement in gross was neither assignable nor inheritable, but commercial easements are now freely transferable to a third party. They are divisible but must be exclusive, the original owner no longer uses it and exclusive to the easement holder, and all holders of the easement must agree to divide. If subdivided, 
Each subdivided parcel enjoys the easement. Floating easement. A floating easement exists when there is no fixed location, route, method, or limit to the right-of-way. For example, a right-of-way may cross a field, without any visible path, or allow egress through another building for fire safety purposes. A floating easement may be public or private, appurtenant or engross. One case to find it is an easement defined in general terms, without a definite location or description, is called a floating or roving easement. Furthermore, a floating easement becomes fixed after construction and cannot thereafter be changed. Structural encroachment Some legal scholars classify structural encroachments as a type of easement. Wayleave In British energy law and real property law, a wayleave is a type of easement, a pertinent to land or engross, used by a utility that allows a linesman to enter the premises, to install and retain their cabling or piping across private land in return for annual payments to the landowner. Like a license or profit a prandra, wayleave is normally a temporary arrangement, and does not automatically transfer to a new owner or occupier. More generally, a wayleave agreement can be used for any service provider. In the United States, an easement engross is used for such needs, especially for permanent rights. Access easement An access easement can provide access from public land, road or path or a public right-of-way to a parcel of land. For example, if Zach and James own neighboring parcels of land, Zach's parcel may have easement rights to cross James's parcel from public land, road or path or a public right-of-way. In such a case, Zach's dominant parcel would contain an access easement to cross James's servient parcel. Creation An easement may be implied or expressed. Courts have recognized creation of easements in other ways. Express easement Easements are most often created by express language in binding documents. Under most circumstances, having a conversation with another party is not sufficient. Parties generally grant an easement to another or reserve an easement for themselves on disposition of land. An express easement may be granted or reserved in a deed or other legal instrument. Alternatively, it may be created by reference to a subdivision plan by dedication or in a restrictive covenant in the agreement of an owner's association. Generally, the doctrines of contract law are central to disputes regarding express easements. Implied easement Implied easements are more complex and are determined by the courts based on the use of a property and the intention of the original parties, who can be private or public-slash-government entities. Implied easements are not recorded or explicitly stated until a court decides a dispute, but reflect the practices and customs of use for a property. Courts typically refer to the intent of the parties, as well as prior use, to determine the existence of an implied easement. Disputes regarding implied easements usually apply the principles of property law. A government authority or private service provider may acquire an implied easement over private land by virtue of the public service it performs. For example, a local authority may have the responsibility of installing and maintaining the sewage system in an urban area. Merely by the fact that it has that responsibility, usually enshrined in some statute or local laws, may give the authority the right, by virtue of an implied easement, to enter private property to carry out installation and maintenance. The location of the easement will not usually be described precisely, but its general position will be defined by the service route, for example, the sewer pipes in this example. Power and water lines may also have implied easements linked to them, but drainage and stormwater systems are commonly precisely defined in location and recorded in the title documents for private land. Easement by necessity 
Despite the name, necessity alone is an insufficient claim to create any easement. Parcels without access to a public way may have an easement of access over adjacent land if crossing that land is absolutely necessary to reach the landlocked parcel and there has been some original intent to provide the lot with access, and the grant was never completed or recorded but is thought to exist. A court order is necessary to determine the existence of an easement by necessity. To obtain this generally the party which claims the easement files a lawsuit, and the judge weighs the relative damage caused by enforcing an easement against the servient estate against the damage to the dominant estate if the easement is found not to exist, and is thus landlocked. Because this method of creating an easement requires imposing a burden, the easement, upon another party for the benefit of the landlocked owner, the court looks to the original circumstances in weighing the relative apportionment of benefit and burden to both lots in making its equitable determination whether such easement shall be created by the court. This method of creating an easement, being an act of creation by a court of an otherwise non-existent right, may be automatically extinguished upon termination of the necessity, for example, if a new public road is built adjacent to the landlocked tenement or another easement is acquired without regard to comparison of ease or practicality between the imposed easement and any valid substitute. There is also an unwritten form of easement referred to as an implied easement or easement by implication, arising from the original subdivision of the land for continuous and obvious use of the adjacent parcel, for example, for access to a road, or to a source of water, such as the right of lot owners in a subdivision to use the roadway on the approved subdivision plan without requiring a specific grant of easement to each new lot when first conveyed. An easement by necessity is distinguished from an easement by implication in that the easement by necessity arises only when strictly necessary, whereas the easement by implication can arise when reasonably necessary. Easement by necessity is a higher standard by which to imply an easement. In India, easement of necessity could be claimed only in such cases where transfer, bequeathment or partition necessitates such claim. As an example, some U.S. state statutes grant a permanent easement of access to any descendant of a person buried in a cemetery on private property. In some states, such as New York, this type of easement is called an easement of necessity. Easement by prior use An easement may also be created by prior use. Easements by prior use are based on the idea that landowners can intend to create an easement, but forget to include it in the deed. There are five elements to establish an easement by prior use. 1. Common ownership of both properties at one time. 2. Followed by a severance. 3. Use occurs before the severance and afterward, and 4. Notice. 1. Not simply visibility, but apparent or discoverable by reasonable inspection, for example the hidden existence of a sewer line that a plumber could identify may be notice enough. 5. Necessary and beneficial. 1 reasonably necessary, and 2. Not the strict necessity required by an easement by necessity. Example. A owns two lots. One lot has access to a public street and the second is tucked behind it and fully landlocked. A's driveway leads from the public street, across the first lot and onto the second lot to A's house. A then sells off the first lot but forgets to reserve a driveway easement in the deed. A originally had common ownership of both properties. A also used the driveway during this period. A then severed the land. Although it did not reserve an easement, the driveway is obviously on the property and a reasonable buyer would know what it is for. Finally, the driveway is reasonably necessary for a residential plot, how else could A get to the street? Here, 
There is an implied easement. The Law School of America. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America.